Discovering the Power at Work in You. That's today's topic on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Christ wants to fill your life and say, your life is mine. I'm comfortable here. I affect how you talk and how you walk and who you marry and how you date and how you think of life. I want to filter every part of your life. Why? Because I am God in your life. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, today we're going to be taking a look at the most powerful force in the universe. And Mark, the amazing thing is we have access to this power. We do, Wayne, and it's not nuclear power. No, it's greater. It is greater than that, much greater. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be looking at a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesian believers. It's one of my favorite prayers in Scripture. I pray it sometimes for my life. I pray it over people's lives as well. But he asked in this prayer that they may be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit in the inner being. Yeah. If you're in a place where you can open your Bible, I hope you'll look at the words in Ephesians chapter 3 here as Mark comes with today's message, The Power at Work in You. On August 6, 1945, at precisely 8.15 a.m. in the morning, a uranium bomb exploded over the Japanese city of Hiroshima. Within seconds, the entire city lay in ruins. 70,000 people were dead, and another 70,000 people were seriously injured. That one bomb had exploded with a force that's greater than 20,000 tons of TNT. Now that is power. At the time that that bomb exploded, scientists thought They had discovered a force that could not be equaled. Yet since that, we've actually discovered forces that are more powerful that make that force seem like kids' play. We've discovered nuclear energy. The nuclear bombs today have much greater power than even the atomic bomb had in those days. And when we think of power, TNT, of dynamite, we think of these devastating explosions, but yet that same power that can be used to explode a city or devastate a city is the same kind of power that can be used to produce electricity and make a city run and raise bridges and power up skyscrapers and provide the energy that gives the heating in schools. It's the same power. It's just one is a channeled power and another is an unchanneled power, explosive power. Today I want to talk to you about a power that's even greater than nuclear power a power that is at work within us. It's the power of God. 
And the Apostle Paul is about to speak about the power of God in this area. And I want you to t- turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading in verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 3 as the Apostle Paul begins to pray and talk to them about what it means to have the power of God. So he says in verse 14, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. This is a prayer. Verses 14 through 21 are a prayer. A prayer for power. A prayer that the power that's in us will be unleashed. So, now notice Paul says, for this reason I kneel before the Father. There's a lot of places in Scripture where people kneel. Some of you were raised in a tradition that every Sunday you knelt to pray some prayers. And there's actually a lot of places in Scripture where people knelt. The Apostle Paul knelt, Peter knelt, the prophet Daniel knelt, Ezra knelt, Solomon knelt in the dedication of the temple. When people came to Jesus, they knelt to have requests from him. If I were to ask you here, when's the last time you actually knelt? In a conversation, most of you probably haven't. It's been a long time since you knelt down, right? Maybe when you asked your fiancé to marry you, you may have knelt. How many of you guys did that? You got on the one knee with the ring? Okay. All right. A few of you did that. You, you know, you knelt down. And it's almost, what are you saying with that? You're kind of begging, please don't say no, please don't. You know, that's kind of, like, I beg of you, say Yes. Uh, you're, you're kneeling down to say that. It's, a, it, it's kind of a sign of humility, of, of, of petitioning someone. But if we see someone kneeling, we, we feel like they're really humbling themselves. I heard of a guy that uh, was, went to work bragging about that he had just had a fight and his wife ended up on her knees. And he was like, uh, his friend asked him, so she ended up on her knees? Yeah, she was on her knees. You know, that's how the fight ended up. And he said, well, what was she saying? And he said, well, she was saying, come out from under the bed, you coward. Come out and, and finish this fight. So, but usually when we're on our knees, we're requesting something. And so the Apostle Paul says, I kneel before the Father. Now, there are times to kneel, and I I think that we need to learn what it means to uh, sometimes take different postures in prayer, um, folding our hands or kneeling or even being, putting ourselves uh, prostrate before God. There there are signs of submission. There are signs of, God, I'm really calling out to you. But, you know, you don't have to kneel to be praying, right? Right? Uh, in fact, I encourage you to learn to pray throughout your entire day. And, and so please, when you're driving, don't try to put your hands together like this while you're driving. Uh, please don't raise your hands. And even worse than that, please don't close your eyes when you're driving and say, well, I got to close my eyes to pray. Uh, so you, 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 there's no natural, there's no special position that you have to be in to prayer, but there's certain times where we really want to humble ourselves before God and we kneel. 
or we throw ourselves on the floor before God and it, it's a physical sign of God, I'm calling out to you in deep de desperation and our posture becomes our prayer. Well, Paul is kneeling before God the Father. He says, I kneel before the Father uh, from whom all of heaven, all of the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. Uh, Paul is speaking about the fact that People that have gone before and died, and people that are currently living, we are all connected as a family, and we have one father, and he's the father of us all, our spiritual father, and we're connected to them. By the way, I think this is a real important lesson. There are churches in Chicago that worship in a way that's very different from us. But if they are life-giving churches and have the Spirit of God inside of them, they're part of our same family. There are churches in Chicago that have four-hour services. Uh, you know, and um, there are churches in Chicago that have 59 and a half minute services, and the entire prayers are read, the messages are read. Uh, I, I preached at a church... Uh, in fact, we, I swapped pulpits with a pastor that actually preached here and did a great job, uh, Dan Meyer at Christ Church of Oak Brook. I went and preached in Oak Brook, which is a very far cry from the southwest side of Chicago. And, but, but, but Christ Church of Oak Brook is more of a high church place. And so they, um, at, at the second service, Pastor Myers, he wears a robe when he preaches. And then when they read the word, they climb up to this podium and you have to read the word from the podium and all the prayers are read and their service is exactly an hour long. Well, that's a whole different culture than I'm used to. But here's what I know. They are part of the family of God because the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached there. They are, people are coming to Christ and so they are part of the same family of God that we are a part of. That's why I've taught you over and over that with life-giving churches in Chicago, we are not in competition, but we are in cooperation. Now, not every church is a life-giving church. Some churches lead people astray. Some, people, some churches don't preach the truth. Some, some churches deny Jesus. And so I don't link my arms with those churches and sing kumbaya and bless and pray. I pray that they would get straightened out in what they're doing. But if they're a life-giving church and they love the Lord and they follow the Bible, I bless them, I encourage them, and I see ourselves as part of the same family. Paul says, I kneel before God the Father of whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Verse 16. I pray, and here's the prayer that he, he starts praying for these people. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So there's a couple things about this prayer that we need to understand. Number one, we need to understand that he's, he's praying that God would... Tap in to his glorious riches. Here's the thing I want you to understand about God. God is never, never in a recession. 
Heaven is not touched by a crashing stock market. There is no such thing as God being short on something. He is not affected by our earthly recessions. He is not limited when we are limited. He is unlimited in resources, unlimited in power, unlimited in his ability. He has glorious riches. And what Paul is saying is that God is tapping into his glorious riches. He's tapping into this incredible resource that he has. And he's taking some of this resource of his glorious riches and he takes it and he shares it downward with us. Well, some of you should be encouraged by that. Discovering God's power at work in your life. This is Bold Steps and you're listening to Pastor Mark Job. Today's message comes from our brand new series, When You Believe Everything Changes. And if you've missed any of the previous messages in this series, catch up online at boldstepsradio.org. As Mark mentioned earlier, God has unlimited power and ability, and He wants to share that with us. And we want to share it with you. Our lives were made to be in fellowship with one another. So if you'd like to connect with us and other listeners just like you, Join us in our social media platforms. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. And every day we hear from listeners who leave comments telling us how much of a difference this program makes in their daily lives. And we recently heard from this listener who said, Mark Job, I simply turn on bold steps in the car whenever I can. I cannot begin to express how much the Lord has used your ministry in my life. Timely, life-giving words and godly perspectives that have impacted every area of my life better than any professional counselor could ever do. Well, thanks for reaching out to us, and I hope you will on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to sharing more stories in the coming weeks. But right now, let's get back into the second half of Mark Job's message, The Power at Work in You. And by the way, some of you are nervous about praying, about you haven't learned that it's okay to pray for your finances. Now, do you realize that Jesus taught us to pray? For our finances the Lord's Prayer says our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day what our daily bread what do you think that prayer is you think he's praying for bagel and and wheat bread that's not what give us our day their daily bread is it's give us Today, God, the resources that we need today. Jesus taught us to pray for resources that we need for today. He taught us to pray that our needs would be met, that we would have the resources that we need to operate. And in other places in Scripture, He tells us to pray that we would have enough not only to supply our own needs, but enough to be able to give to others as well. So God is not, it's not God's will that you operate and live in scarcity. Now there are times in life where you may struggle financially. The just and the unjust go through times like that. So I never want you to feel like if you are going through a rough financial time that it's because you're less spiritual or don't have faith or because there's sin in your life because sometimes we go through those seasons whether we're doing good or bad. 
But I do believe that the ultimate will of God in our life is not that you live a life in scarcity, but that you live a life in a place where you have not only enough to meet your own needs, but you have abundance to be able to give, and that we ultimately as believers not become simply recipients of other people, but that we become resource people, that we become the people that give, that we become the people that resource, that we become the people that share. The people of God become those people. And so Paul says, out of God's glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with power. Now there's two words that are used there, strengthen and power. Both of these words in the Greek have to do with power, but they have a different meaning to them. The word strengthen, krateo, means to become strong or to increase in force or capability. The word for power in the Greek is the word dunamis, where we get the word dynamite from. And that has to do with strength, force, capability capability. So what Paul is saying is, I pray that God out of his glorious riches may help you increase the power that's already present in your life. The power is there. You have power. Oh, you have more power than what you know you have. There is a power in your life, a latent power in your life, that makes nuclear power pale. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Now notice what it says. That he may strengthen you with power through what? Through his spirit in your inner being. What God is trying to do is God is trying to take his power that is already inside of you and increase that power that power has come to your life via the Holy Spirit, capital S. And the Holy Spirit is strengthening what some versions call the inner man or the spirit man. Every person here has two men, so to speak. If you're a woman, I guess two women. You have the inner man and the outer man. The outer man is your physical body. The inner man is your spiritual body. Do you realize that you can be in shape in your outer man and way out of shape in your inner man? You can be a 400-pound, cut, um, in shape, big linebacker on, in your outer man. And in your inner man, you can be this, this little weakling of a person in your inner man, although your outer man may look like it's strong. And on the other hand, you may be a 90-year-old, frail, little lady that you think if you just sneeze at her, you're going to break one of her bones. And she's, you know, in the church with her little cane, just walking really carefully. But you don't know that if you were to be able to put on some glasses and see in the spiritual realm, you just ran into a... Hulk Hogan of a woman. I mean, you just ran into a champion, a powerful woman. Don't mess with her. I mean, she may be frail on the outside, but inside she is a warrior. She is powerful, has might. So never confuse the outer man with the inner man. 
And what Paul is saying is, I want you to strengthen your inner man through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I've, I've taught you this before, but I just want to make sure you understand this because a lot of Christians, I think, get a little confused. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. There is no such thing as a follower of Jesus Christ that does not possess the Spirit. You cannot be saved without the Spirit. The Spirit is the agent of salvation. He is the agent of regeneration. So you can't say, well, I'm a Christian, I just don't have the Spirit. No, if you're a Christian, you have the Spirit. Now, you may not be walking in the power of the Spirit. You may not have manifested all the gifts of the Spirit, but you do have the Spirit inside of you, okay? So if you're a believer here today, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Now, listen to what Paul says. He prays three things. Verse 17, he prays that they'd be strengthened in the power of the Spirit. Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, they need power to embrace the life-changing presence of Christ. Now, he's not asking that they would be saved. He's not talking to people that do not have the Spirit inside of them. He's talking to people that already have the Spirit of God inside of them. But notice what he says. He's praying that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. The key to this verse is the, is the word dwell. Christ lives in you if you are a believer. But sometimes the spirit of Christ inside of you feels more like a guest than, it, than his home. Christ wants to be the owner of that house. He wants to fill your life and say, your life is mine. I'm comfortable here. I rearrange the furniture. I affect how you talk and how you walk and who you marry and how you date and how you think of life. I want to filter every part of your life. Why? Because I am God in your life. We'll hear the next two points on the Friday edition of Bold Steps, so please join us again tomorrow. You're listening to Mark Job and a message he's titled, The Power at Work in You. If you joined us late and if you'd like to hear the message again or if you'd like to share today's message with a friend who might need to hear it, you can do that online at boldstepsradio.org. Mark, in the past few years, it really has seemed as though the world has been getting darker and darker, but going beyond the macro picture, many of us have been struggling in our personal lives. Yeah, and you may be going through that right now. You may be, have just recently suffered a loss or tragedy or gotten a bad news from the doctor, or maybe you're struggling with a prodigal son or daughter that you just don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage you here, and we want to remind you that God is in the middle of your mess. <laughs> uh, we want to remind you that in the middle of the storm that Jesus is still in the boat, yep. that he hasn't forgotten And sometimes it's hard to remember that, but I believe that God is doing something with your mess, and you may not see it right now. It may take you a while to understand why this has a purpose and meaning, but that is why I am so grateful for uh, Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for the Good, Surviving 
The Mess of Life. And Max Lucado just really dives right into, if you're in the middle of turbulence, a difficult time, uh, understanding how to trust God in the middle of a time when it's hard to trust Him. Well, why don't you contact us today with your gift and ask for this book, God Will Use This for Good by Max Lucado. He references countless biblical examples of how God has delivered His people from their struggles time and time again. And now, even the most dire of circumstances have been utilized for divine glory. And this book is yours with a gift of any amount to support this ministry. Just call 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. Or give online and request this book when you go to boldstepsradio.org. And if it's easier, you can also send a gift of any amount along with your book request to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And I'll give that again. It's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, before we close today, let me remind you to sign up for our weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. We'd love for you to join in with your fellow listeners who are starting their week off right with fresh insight from the Scriptures and a personal update from Mark on ministry happenings with him here at Moody and beyond. So if you've not signed up already and you want to get a feel for what the Bold Stepper Weekly is all about, you can head to our website, boldstepsglobal.com, and look for the Bold Stepper Weekly in our menu. You can also catch up on highlights from the previous week. So don't miss out. The Bold Stepper Weekly is free and delivered automatically to your inbox every Monday morning. Sign up today at boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and that's all the time we have today. But join us again next week when Mark concludes this message on the power at work in you. It's from our series, When You Believe, Everything Changes. And you'll hear it Monday, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.